it's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. What is up, 49ers fans? Hopefully you have made it through this crazy cutdown day. Uh, it, it's, it's interesting because, you know, we do so much projections. And, man, this player can work out this way. And Kyle Shanahan could do this. And if we keep him at defensive end, then this opens up. And then we get to today. And, you know, we kind of get a clearer picture of what this roster is going to look like for the rest of the year. And it's it's kind of a report card time. It's, you know, you get to find out which players made the cut and did it. And I would be remiss if I didn't say this is by far one of my least favorite days of the calendar year. Uh, you know, 27 players. Uh, <laughs> dreams were kind of shattered or took a detour today, which hurts. Uh, that That's a huge negative. And so what we're going to do today, we've got a long episode, so we're going to be around chatting for a while. Glad that you joined us. Uh, shout out to the Countdown crew. we got a giveaway going to be announced today as well. So get those hashtag CCs in for some free 49ers merchandise. That's going to be on your way soon. Um, but we're going to go through every single player that was cut. We're going to talk a little bit about the practice squad, but we're going to reserve that for an episode later this week, probably Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, but today, this is going to be about the 53-man roster construction that has been construed and created by this front office. We've got some news and notes, even some restructuring to get some more cap relief for the 49ers. So there's just so much stuff going on right now. So I do want to say thank you. Really do appreciate everybody that is here. And man, as we talk through this and as we go through kind of all these different things, I just want to say thank you. Very excited about this season. And again, we've got a whole bunch of stuff that's going uh, going to be happening today. So uh, let's just jump right in. My countdown crew. So if you're not part of the countdown crew, here's the deal. We do giveaways every single month. Every month. Sometimes it's autograph stuff. Sometimes it's jerseys. Sometimes it's crazy memorabilia. This month we're going to be doing uh, some 49ers merchandise, some 49ers rush merchandise that I'm going to be sending to you guys. And here's the deal. I need you to reach out to me. And our lucky winner today, man, I freaking love it. Let's go, Luis Estrada. Love this guy. Uh, energy all the time. Always active in the chat. Uh, appreciate it. So what you've got to do is hit the notification bell. On YouTube, you could do this on Periscope, you could do this on Hot Mic, you can do this all over the place. And once you hit the notification, we do a live show. We do our 30 our 32nd intro, the drums. You just gotta do hashtag CC. We keep track of all those. And then we pick a lucky guy or girl um, just to send some stuff. So what I need you to do, Luis, is just hit me up on Twitter or email at JL underscore Chapman or 49ers Rush Podcast at gmail.com. Let me know your shirt size and your address. I'm gonna send you some stuff on me. Really do appreciate the support and everybody else out there. So here we go. Let's talk through this, baby, because here's the deal. Right off the bat, just two days ago, we start getting news about Richie James, uh, who a lot of people expected to stay on the PUP or the NFI, um, and he was going to miss the first six weeks. He got better super, super quick. And here's the thing with Richie James' injury. It was a wrist injury. Because it was an upper body thing, 
he was able to stay in complete football shape because you can run, you can do your agility, you can do all those things, just can't really do anything with your arm. So he gets brought back. And that kind of put the writing on the wall at the slot position, which uh, I'm going to be honest, I'm going to go probably off on two rants today. Um, I don't want any spoiler alerts yet, but just know uh, two of my favorites were cut, and uh, I am healing emotionally inside, and I'm going to allow you guys to join me in that grieving process. But when Richie James got back, the dominoes started to fall. Um, and, and that's great because there was a lot of question marks at the punt returner position uh, with Dante Pettis and Trent Taylor. Richie James is back now, and if he is active week one, he's going to be the punt returner. There's no doubt about that. He filled in almost every single punt in 2019 um, and did a relatively decent job. Uh, again, for Kyle Shanahan, the number one thing is no fumbles, no drops. That's number one. Anything you get after that's just gravy. So you have Trent Taylor, who's probably the surest hands catcher of all the punt returners, but he's not going to get you any of a return. Then you have Dante Pettis on the other side, the most explosive punt returner in college football history, but um, he has to drop in the first scrimmage, so that's problematic there. Richie James, he's 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 goal. Is it Goldilocks? I think it's Goldilocks, like just perfect right in between. Um, I think that's right. Uh, my nursery rhyme history. I need to go do some research. So let me know in the comments if that is uh, <laughs> Goldilocks or not. But so Richie James is back. That's great. Debo. He also gets moved off the NFI. You know, everybody kept saying he's progressing, he's progressing, he's progressing, he's progressing. I still don't think he's ready for week one, but because he's moved off the NFI, if he would have stayed on that, Debo would have missed the first six weeks. So we're going to get him back at some point early in the season, which is great news. Initially, as soon as the injury happened, I said week four would be his first week. I bumped that up to week three. Still not sure I want to move it up to week two yet because it's the opposite of Richie James' injury. Uh, again, James injured his arm. He's still in full football shape, sprints, cuts, all that stuff he's been doing nonstop. Debo, not so much. He's been able to do straight line stuff. You've seen him on the side of the practice field uh, doing sprints and working out very, very hard. But the Jones fracture that Debo has makes cutting back and forth, you know, that's the issue there. So it's going to take him a little bit longer, even once he's fully cleared. I don't think you want to put him out there on the field to cut, you know, full speed right off the bat. You don't have to have him for week one. You don't have to have him for week two. Worst case scenario, let's just say, 49ers lose week one and two, which is not going to happen. But if that happened, that does not affect your Super Bowl chance, your postseason chance, your NFC West chance to be the champions again. So uh, you got to have Debo for the year. <laughs> you got to have him. It's just what it is. So excited about both of those two moves. And here we go. Let's jump into the uh, the blood, man. Uh, this is the cuts themselves. And again, at the end of the episode. Uh, if we have time, and if you're not tired of me just yet, I will be answering all the questions in the chat. So uh, just make sure you tag me, at John Chapman. This is a live show. Um, it just helps set your uh, comments out so that I can see those, and we can get to as many questions as possible at the end of that. So appreciate it. Keep the questions coming. And uh, insults as well. I, you know, I, I, I It's been a while since I said this, but bring on the Chapman hate. Uh, it's almost like a roast session. I'm fine with that. Uh, bring it on. I don't mind. It, it's a painful day with all the cuts, so let's just, let's just keep it going. So these are the players that were released. Some surprises. Um, right off the bat, Jamar Taylor was probably one of the first leaked cuts that came out. And, and even before we get into the cuts, holy cow, Kyle Shannon, <laughs> this guy marches 
by a different beat of the drum. Everybody in the NFL just discloses their cuts. Some of them even tweet out from their official thing, oh, we have just informed so-and-so they've been waived and or cut. Not Kyle Shanahan. He's going to wait three hours after the deadline before anything gets leaked out. Uh, he did the same thing last year. It's, it's just one of those things where any competitive advantage that he can get over other NFL teams, the guy's going to use it. Uh, whether that's a good or a bad thing, I don't know. I have been sitting at this computer for several hours waiting for the final cuts to be announced so that we could go live and talk it over. And the 49ers were dead last in the NFL and finally getting their cuts out. Same thing last year. Uh, and I think the, the idea is just keeping players back as long as possible to allow other teams to you know <laughs> look over the other 30 teams who they've cut and then we release them last. Um because he wants all these guys back on the practice squad. And as I said, the next episode that we do will be all about these 16 practice squad guys. So um, first guy that kind of trickled out today was Jamar Taylor, which was a surprise. Um, Eric Crocker, who crushed his roster projections, he got every single one right except for one, and that was Jamar Taylor. Because he's been taking all the way up until the very last practice of training camp all of his snaps with the ones. He, he had them all. He was the starting nickel with K1 Williams out. And he gets cut, which lets us know, hey, guess what? K1 Williams probably going to be okay for week one. He had that calf strain, uh, but he seems to be back, and that's huge. So if K1 goes out, then I'm thinking Jimmy Ward or uh, Verrett will be the next nickel guy or... You could get really, really creative and just stay in your 4-3. Go old school because you have those hyper-athletic linebackers and Quan Alexander, Dre Greenlaw, and Fred Warner. You could do that depending on the team you're playing. Um, probably couldn't do that with a team like Arizona that does a lot of 10 personnel. Uh, but if a team does do a lot of 11 uh, or 21 personnel or 20 personnel, I, I think that you could do that. And again, that first number in the personnel, so 20 personnel means two backs, so like a fullback and a running back or two running backs. Uh, and the second number is tight end. So a 12 personnel is one running back, two tight ends, which that's usually how teams match up with their nickel dime situations or their 4-3 base or 3-4 base. But for the 49ers, it's the 4-3. Uh, um, other guys that got cut, Evan Foster. I don't think that he really had a shot at making uh, the roster. Now, here we go. All right, deep breath. Got to stretch a little bit. My man, uh, Jamichael Hasty. Uh, he, he fell... Uh, he fell on the sword today, and this was a rough one. If you wanted to talk about the most exciting back through training camp, it's Jarek McKinnon 1, Jamichael Hasty 2. Now, he gets cut, and this is one of those things that he is a victim of the COVID-19 uh, kind of situation we're in. Now, Kyle Shanahan loves undrafted free agents, and everybody talked about how great uh, Jamichael Hasty has been out of Baylor. You know, everybody was really high on Salvin Ahmed early on. He got cut. Uh, they they went ahead and moved on from him after he fumbled back-to-back -back times in a practice. He also got waived today from the team that picked him up. I think it was Miami. I'm not quite sure about that, but he was waived as well. Um, Jamichael Hasty's just been on fire. And, and I said from the start, I do believe that he's going to make the roster at some point in this season. Um, they're definitely going to bring him back to the practice squad if he clears uh, waivers, which there's a chance that will happen. But he's he's one of the victims of COVID-19. If we could have saw this guy play in live action in the preseason games, who would have known what would have happened? But the fact that you know, you've know you got <laughs> Mostert healthy, Tevin Coleman healthy, Jarek McKinnon healthy, 
Jeff Wilson Jr. healthy. Um, and I think that the competition came down to Jamichael Hasty and Jeff Wilson Jr. But guess what? Jeff Wilson Jr. has been fired. And if you go to the last full-on one-on-one practice, Jeff Wilson scored four touchdowns in the red zone team's one-on-ones the very last day. How do you cut a guy that scores so many touchdowns? He's proven he can do this in real-life game situations. And I, I just think, you know, I, I do believe Jamichael Hasty is a better fit in this system. But whenever you have somebody that's proven it, and he's stepped into big time game situations and delivered. I think you 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 made the right choice there with Jeff Wilson. I they're both amazing. They both deserve spots on this roster. But the depth on this team, it's stupid at certain positions. And running back and linebacker, that's kind of the two positions that stand out there. So Jamichael Hasey's gone. It's funny. Uh, <laughs> you know, I get the alert that he's cut. And I don't even say anything. I just I just set my phone down and I cross my arms and I do like the angry dad, like survey the room I'm in, just like, man. And then my phone just starts blowing up with all the mentions. I appreciate you guys looking out for me, uh, <laughs> being worried about how I'm doing because Hasty's cut. But I still don't think this is the end of him with the 49ers. Um, there's no film on him. There's no preseason film on him. So picking him up off of a team, it's a possibility. But I think that we're going to get him back. Um, now staying with the running back position or the fullback, Josh Hockett uh, also was cut as well. Another guy that I think could be brought back. And Jawan Jennings. This one was the surprise. Okay. Now again, as I said, once Richie James came back, this meant, man, Jawan Jennings is going to be rough because if you kept him, you would have had to drop a safety or you would have had to drop a linebacker. And so they decided, you know what? We're happy with where we are at the wide receiver position right now with Richie James. Now you have two viable slot options uh, with Trent Taylor and Richie James there as well. Um, you know, Tavon Austin, he got injured. He's on IR. He's gone. But because the health of the wide receivers started to return, and, you know, we're going to look at the roster and the positions here at the end of this, but that made the Juwan Jennings cut more likely. Um, you want to bring him back, and you hope that you will bring him back for sure, but was he going to be an impact on this team in the first six weeks? And the answer was no. Uh, not with Trent Taylor and not with Richie James there. And he never put anything out there, uh, you know, in training camp wise to supersede those guys. Kyle Shanahan wants a big slot wide receiver so bad. You look at the Jalen Hurts draft pick. You look at, you know, going to get Jawan Jennings. But this is just not the year to bring somebody in and play out of position. He didn't play the big slot role very often at Tennessee. He did some, but transitioning literally from an outside to an inside wide receiver, that's tough. Uh, completely different terminology. Brandon Ayuk has excelled, but that's the exception to the rule. The more common thing is rookie struggle, especially at wide receiver. Then you add in it to it transitioning from outside to slot. It just was too much. Um, now, hopefully they pick him up and he sticks around. But uh, he's one of the guys that, you know, if I had to have a bet on who's going to be claimed, I would say probably him uh, just because he's got some good tape and he's got some scheme versus versatility that I think a lot of teams will covet. Um, now, another surprise here, and again, we, you know, I predicted this one, but I think this was one of the ones that came down to the wire, and that's defensive end Deion Jordan. 
You know, third overall pick back in the day, you bring him in, and I, I think this is kind of riding on the wall. I think he might get one or two mercenary jobs, uh, you know, where he gets brought in for a week or two after somebody gets injured and then released again. I think this is probably kind of the end for him. But Kerry Hyder, baby, and we're going to talk about him later, uh, he has crushed it in camp and earned this spot. And it's it's what you want. So you, you have these two guys. And I'm not trying to knock Deion Jordan at all. That's not what this is, but you have somebody with the utmost talent um, in the in the entire league. Again, size specimen, um, athletic specimen, all those things. You know, he's he's the guy that's first off the bus because he's just huge. That's Deion Jordan. Then you have the guy Kerry Hyder. He's none of those things. Um, he is just an all-out effort, lucky-to-be-there type of a guy, and he leaves it all on the line every single play. And all of the beat writers that have been practiced with Kerry Hyder, they've all said the same thing. This guy just keeps showing up, keeps showing up. He doesn't get a lot of snaps, but whenever he's in there, he never stops. It's just all motor all the time. All gas, no brakes, as Robert Sala says. And so shout out to him for making this roster because he beat out the number three overall pick from a previous draft. Uh, freaking love it. Can't wait to see this guy. I think he's going to make some plays. I, I really, really do. Uh, wide receiver Kevin White, he didn't make it. Uh, another guy that they could bring back. He did look good in the short week uh, that he was here. And Kyle Shanahan even said in a press conference, I wish we would have got him here earlier. Um, it, he has the tools. It's just staying healthy and translating that to the system, which it was just too short of an endeavor. He might be one of the veterans that's brought back. Dakota Shepley, uh, the Canadian center interior offensive lineman, he was cut. Jonathan Cyprian. This was another one of those roster battles between Marcel Harris and Jonathan Cyprian. Uh, Cyprian probably led the entire team besides Richard Sherman in interceptions during training camp, and he showed up late. Uh, but they went ahead and stayed with Harris, uh, which I was very, very happy about. I think Cyprian might be a little bit better now, but both of them are going to be backups. Look at the long-term potential. Uh, I think Harris was the smart play there. Joe Walker, who made a very, very tough stretch down the end, because here's the deal with Joe Walker. You know, he was uh, with Arizona, then he was with the Eagles. Might be one of the better special teams players in the NFL. Day one, that's just who he is. That's what he's made his living on. Now, it came down to kind of him and Mark Mazocha, uh, DFF, and the linebacker side as well. And it just didn't it didn't kind of pan out that way. And so Joe Walker was let go. This one hurt. Oh, this one hurts. Uh, man, there's three of them that just are like a kick in the shorts to me. Tim Harris. Oh, Tim Harris, cornerback. You know, he was a late-round pick last year, got injured. And so, you know, he's you know, on IR all year, had a great camp, but it just didn't work. And the outside corner spot is loaded right now. It's not for the future. <laughs> I mean, we'll talk about the position here in a little bit, but whenever you look at walking away from Tim Harris, you've had Kyle Shanahan, you've had John Lynch, and you've had Robert Sala all on record saying how much they believe in this kid. So why walk away from him? Um, here's the best case. Let's, let's do an optimistic and let's do a pessimistic approach to this. There's no film. <laughs> this is the second year. He got no snaps last year because he got injured. And so there's no film on him. So who's going to pick this guy up? Because they don't know. They haven't seen. They don't know what's going on with him. So hopefully the 49ers, which have a very deep roster, a lot of tough decisions had to be made. The idea is, okay, who can we get back? Who are the guys that we can get back on our practice squad? 
You look at Tim Harris, zero film. Um, so we'll have to see. Maybe a corner needy team will put a flyer out there on them. I hope not. Hope we can get them back because, again, you look at what happens in 2021. We have nobody signed. Zero <laughs> outside quarters signed for 2021. So uh, there's not going to be any continuity there. You can't pay everybody. Uh, we'll talk a little salary cap in a little bit. Dante Johnson got cut. Um, I, I'm back to sending uh, positive news uh, <laughs> energy into the world. Uh, not that I'm happy that he got cut, but uh, I do not want to see him on the field in the red and gold ever again. Uh, for the longtime listeners, you understand uh, my love-hate relationship with Dante Johnson. Uh, ugh, I like to call him Dante Jackson, but whenever he's not on the team, I'll call him his correct name. Darion Daniels was cut defensive lineman. Oh, center, Hronis Grasu, one of the best names out there. Some of the beat writers were saying if the current roster stayed the way that it is, and if you were going to start Daniel Brunscale at right guard, which I think they are going to, Hronis, he might have been the starting center week one. If Ben Garland's out and he can't come back, he got cut. Um, and so, again, another guy that's going to be brought back, and if he does make it to the practice squad, I'm telling you right now, the new rule is you get to activate two practice squad players each week and one of them has to be an offensive lineman. I guarantee you right now it's going to be Hironis. Um, you know, if it, I, I wish my bookie had bets on this, which uh, practice squad players are going to be activated for the 49ers. Because I'm telling you right now, uh, one, if he gets brought back, two, he will be activated week one, even if Ben Garland's back, which I don't think he will be. Um, and so you go from getting cut today, probably going to be a practice squad guy in two days, to probably being activated, like he's a guy that got cut that might get snaps <laughs> week one. So, it, and, it, and again, going back to this theme, the 49ers roster is stacked. I personally think it's the second deepest roster in the entire NFL, uh, next to probably only to the Saints. Um, but I, I prefer the 49ers roster over the Saints for sure, 100%. But as far as depth at core positions, those two teams stand out like crazy. Um, just the amount of depth that they have. And as we go through these cuts, it makes sense. And, you know, again, back to the realistic side of this. If you're an upcoming team and you run a similar system on defense or offense that the 49ers do, this is the cuts that you're looking at saying, we need to get those guys. You know, if you remember back, the 49ers used to claim guys that were getting cut off of other teams. That's not going to happen this year. Maybe one or two guys that get claimed by the 49ers, but I doubt it. We're going to get our guys poached because we are the top. Everybody's trying to mimic what we're doing. <laughs> you look at the uh, coaches that are being hired. It's Kyle Shanahan schemes. Um, it's Robert Sala schemes. It's that it, it works, and so it's mimic. The NFL is a copycat league. You've heard it said so many times. So these guys are going to be getting claimed somewhere. Uh, wide receiver Sean Point Dexter, uh, kind of, you know, he's been off again, on again, off again, on again. They informed him they will not be bringing him back. So um, just want to say thank you to Sean. Uh, he's been awesome. And, you know, back and forth, back and forth to the practice squad. It does seem like they're finally going to move on from there. Tight end Chase Harrell. A lot of people love this guy. He will be brought back for sure if he's not picked up. Safety Jared Maiden uh, from Alabama. A lot of people love that dude. A lot of people do, and rightfully so. Uh, you go back and watch his film. He's fun to watch. Um, and again, another one of those guys, which if he was not at the safety position where the 49ers are loaded, they kept four, which usually they just keep three, uh, Jonathan C Cyprian and Jared Maiden, 
Those guys should be on NFL rosters. Uh, I just believe that. Just probably not for the 49ers whenever they're so loaded at that position. Um, and then Tavon Austin, as I said. So, whew, man, that was rough. <laughs> we got through it, guys. That is the cut. That Those are the cuts. Um, and it hurts. The good news is a lot of these guys are going to be making roster. And if you look at the numbers, you know, 17 had to be cut. You get to add, or sorry, 27 got cut. You get to add um, 16 back. That's 11 guys. You talk about IR moves, pup moves, all that kind of stuff. Really, you're only talking about seven guys that will no longer be brought back. Uh, now, if we brought somebody else on the practice squad that wasn't cut for us, but uh, let's just say for hypothetical reasons, we bring back all the guys that we cut. You know, all 16 are from our guys that were waived and cut. You're really only losing seven guys. Uh, now, I know that's not going to happen just because that's not the way the numbers work. Um, but that that's kind of where we are. Now, here we go. This is a new segment, and I know some people are going to love this. Um, Got to say, this is great. We're starting a new thing, and it's brought to you by the greatest sponsor. Man, what, we have two awesome sponsors, and cannot say thank you enough. But our rising player of the week, there, there's our little tip-off right there, is Kerry Hyder, baby, coming up. From the depths of the roster and just fighting off the number three overall pick, the rising up player of the week is brought to you by none other than our wonderful sponsors, Blue Chew Baby. They back. Here we go. This episode is brought to you by Blue Chew. Guys, do you remember back when you were always ready to go? Well, guess what? Now you can increase your performance and your confidence in the bedroom. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. And so here's the deal. Because it's in chewable form, you can take it whenever. Empty stomach, late at night, whenever, and it acts faster. So Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor's office and wait in line at the pharmacy. All it does is ship right to your door in a very discreet package. There's no more awkwardness or anything. So just head over to BlueChew.com. And here's the thing. Because they support our podcast, we have a special offer. If you use promo code 49ers, 49ERS, you get your first shipment for free to try it out. Um, all you have to do is cover the $5 for shipping, and it'll come right to your door. Again, that's BlueChew.com, promo code 49ers, to try it for free. Now, I will say this as well. The best way to support this podcast is by supporting our our sponsors. And I do want to say thank you to Blue Chew for always supporting this podcast. We've had a long relationship with them, and it helps us put out more content. So I do want to say thank you. And again, if you want to support the podcast, uh, this is a great way to do that. Again, BlueChew.com, promo code 49ers. Thank you so much for the support again. All right, baby. We got the jokes coming back in the chat, and I love it. I love it, man. This is awesome. Uh, it's just the the best group of people ever. As you know, I'm looking through uh, some of the comments and stuff, and you know, I'm seeing people from our charity fantasy football leagues that we put together to raise money for Toys for Tots. I'm seeing some good friends, fantasy football up north. What's up, Clayton? Uh, just seeing some awesome people in here. This is awesome. And again, if this is your first time with us, you know, here's what we do: we do four episodes every damn week during the season. Um, every week. If you want more than that, that's awesome. We have Patreon where we do two full, every single offensive play and every single defensive play breakdown from the coaches angle, the all 22, uh, behind the scenes. And we're talking scheme in depth stuff. That's over on patreon.com. Uh, sign up under 49ers rush podcast. All we want to do is create a community where it's 49ers. That's who we are. 
that's our team. Um, and we're lucky to have it, especially with everything going on right now in the world. So uh, appreciate it. Hopefully you hit subscribe, um, rate, review the show, as always. Now let's get into some news and updates, baby. We're not done. We're not even halfway done with this episode. We got a lot more to go. So buckle up, baby, because we got Niners football to talk about, and this is it, man. So a couple things. First off, Fred Warner, uh, LB1, linebacker one in the NFL, the best. Uh, absolutely incredible steal out of the third round. He, he goes on the reserve slash COVID list. Now, um, again, this does not mean that he has COVID. It could be something as simple as he was around somebody or exposed to somebody through contact tracing that did have it. Okay. Uh, so we don't know. We're not allowed to disclose that or the NFL doesn't. The player has to choose to do that. And Fred, Fred Warner has not done that. So what's interesting Fred Warner gets a roster exemption, the 49ers do, for him. So currently, I know the, the title says Final 53. We're at 52-man roster because they did not sign 53 players. They are keeping Fred Warner's spot active, even though it's you get an exemption. And here's why I think that's the case. Now, this is you know <laughs> inferring on my end. I think they're expecting him back very, very soon before week one, which is great. Now, if you look at the average amount of days on the COVID list out of every player from the NFL that's been on there at seven days, uh, which is about right where Fred Warner is currently. So it does seem like um, his time on that list is about to come off. Uh, we'll have to see. Uh, 49ers have been really, really quiet about it, but the fact that they didn't keep 53, they only kept 52, um, I think that tells us a little bit. Um, so that's kind of interesting. Now, Ronald Blair... Uh, got announced today that Ronald Blair is going to be moved to the pup. They were hoping he would be ready around week one. He's just not 100%. And so because they were able to put him on pup, that frees up another roster spot, a la our rising player of the week, baby. Kerry Hyder gets to stick around for a while and make a case. Or maybe one of those interior guys. We're going to go through the entire 53-man and position limits, all those things here in a second. But uh, Ronald Blair, this hurts. I, I think Ronald Blair would start for 25-plus teams in the NFL. I think he's going to have a hell of a year because it's his contract year to kind of put his name out there for everybody. But the entry just isn't there. And so he's just not 100%. Uh, he's going to miss the first six weeks of the season and then be able to be activated after that. And I think he'll, be, he'll come back. Uh, it's an ACL. It's crazy how that's somewhat routine nowadays. Used to be a career ender, uh, not so much with today's medicine. So I think once week six hits, uh, he's got to be, you know, a high snap guy uh, week seven. That's just what it's going to be. So it, not to say that it's good. It's awful. It's not good. But you would much rather have him miss the first six weeks of the season than the last six like he did last time. And so we're healthy right now, which is <laughs> 49ers being healthy week one. That's not a given. <laughs> uh, but at this position, um, it does seem like we are ready to go with Bosa, D Ford. Both of those guys are ready to go. Um, Western Richburg also placed on the pup. That was expected. Um, there's not a lot of depth at center. And so we're going to go over that here in a second. And probably another huge, not necessarily surprise, but positive thing. D Ford restructures his deal. Parag Morante for the win, baby. Love this guy, man. Uh, Parag Morante, he goes out, and what they did is they converted his base salary for the 2020 year into a signing bonus. And the way the signing bonus works is it prorates the salary cap penalty throughout the term, the whole life of the deal. So what this did was gives D Ford a whole bunch of cash up front, 
Okay, but then it spreads out the cap penalty over four years. So that freed us up nine and a half million dollars. Nine point five million, baby. Uh, cap freed up for the 2020 year. Now, that brings a couple questions to it. What do you do with that cap money? Well, it gives you a little bit of leeway if you want to do a trade. Something like what we did with Emmanuel Sanders, where you know we get to the point where we have some injuries, something's not cutting it, you need to trade for a center, or you need to do whatever halfway through the season. You're allowed to do that now. Let's say you don't use the cap space at all. That's going to help you do extensions for players that you want to keep. Let's say you want to sign Richard Sherman to an extension. Let's say you want to give an extension to another player that's balling out or something, whatever. You can use that to kind of move forward with, with those numbers. Or you can roll that cap space into 2021 which the 49ers haven't done in about two years. Um, so I, we rolled over a little bit. I think it was like 1.1 last year. But um, whatever you don't use in 2020, you could roll forward, which 2021 is already such a problem year because uh, the salary cap right now is at like 198.7, I think, million. Next year is going to be at 175 million. So it's dropping after it's increased, I think, for 14 years straight. Now it's dropping almost $20 uh, million. So... 49ers are not in the best cap space for 2021. This will help that situation dramatically. Uh, be able to go get a key free agent because guess what? Something's going to happen. have to happen at corner next year. It's just going to. So this is awesome. Gets D Ford some more cash up front and gives us some more cap relief and spreads that out over the future, which is huge. So really, really like that. That's great. A little bit of financial flexibility. And here's the deal. If you're a team that has cash, you can finesse the salary cap. Cash is king. In life and football, you can look at certain NFL teams, not to name names, but they used to be on the other side of the water from San Francisco. They have no cash. They can't do moves like this because they are financially strapped and do not have enough cash and have applied for waivers to the NFL to go into more debt because they can't play their players. So this is a move um, where ownership helps, um, front office helps. And so shout out to Jed there, Jed York. Thank you for, uh, uh, fronting up some cash to help out our players. So that's that. Now let's step back and let's talk a little bit about the roster construction. We got our 53, really 52, but we're going to throw Warner in there, Fred Warner. So that's 53 players. Okay. So let's, let's talk offense, defense, a little special teams. Um, some of the things we're highlighting here, positions of weakness, uh, concern, uh, things along those lines. Um, so, so this is kind of interesting. Now we kept three quarterbacks, uh, obviously we did the same thing last year with the same three guys and Kyle Shanahan's gone on record over and over again that it's Jimmy Garoppolo. Then the next two guys are tied. We all know that's not true. Um, it goes Jimmy G, Nick Mullins, then all the way down to CJ Beathard. Um, so we'll have to see what happens there. I don't think there's going to really be any change. I think CJ would be inactive every single week like he was last year um, unless COVID or something crazy happens. I doubt we'll claim a quarterback personally. Um, I know I got some flack for this on Twitter, but I'm going to stand by it. Man. I mean, you guys are here for my takes. <laughs> Let's go. I would personally rather have uh, Josh Rosen than CJ Beathard as my number three um, just because I like CJ. But he has shown uh, he cannot win games in this system. Is he tough as hell? Is he a great leader? Is he a great teammate? Is he in better shape than ever? Yeah, all great. I don't mind keeping him. 
but I would personally rather have somebody with a higher ceiling. Uh, and that would be Josh Rosen for me. So that's just my own personal take. I don't think it's going to happen, but take that for what you will. Um, now, again, he'd have to clear waivers. Then you'd have to sign him to you know a vet minimum deal, which he might do. Uh, you can't take his current contract, so you're not gonna. So he's gonna have to clear through all 32 teams, and then you would sign him. Because if you claim a player off waivers, you claim that contract with it as well. Which with him being, I think it was the 10th overall pick, you don't want that contract. Uh, it's gonna, it's just carrying way too much stuff for a number three quarterback. So let him clear, then sign him. It's not gonna happen, but blow up my mentions. I love it at JL underscore Chapman, baby. Bring the heat. I love it. Running back, five running backs. There was a, some people were concerned they were only going to keep four, but they cut five. Obviously, I count Juice with that Kyle Juice check. But uh, Mostert, Tevin Coleman, Jet McKinnick, and Jeff Wilson, baby. Um, that is a crazy depth move. Um, it, it's nuts. If you look at 2019, when Tevin Coleman was getting almost all the carries throughout the season, started the Super Bowl, all that stuff, I think now he's probably the number three option. I think it's going to go Raheem Mostert and Tevin Coleman. They'll kind of swap back series with um, Raheem Mostert getting definitely the majority of snaps there. And then third down situations, I think you got Jarek McKinnon. Um, Goal line situation, I think you got Jarek McKinnon in there too just because what he can do in the passing game. And then you got Jeff Wilson. You need one yard. (laughs) You got to win the game on an arrow route against Chandler Jones, all pro player. Sure. Just send in Jeff Wilson for his first snap of the game and score the winning touchdown. A wide receiver. We kept six. Now this is going to be interesting because Debo and Ayuk, that's part of the six. What if Debo doesn't go week one? What if Brandon Ayuk can't go week one? Now you're down to four. You can play with four wide receivers, but those four wide receivers, Kendrick Bourne, Dante Pettis, those would be the two starting outside. Um, you know, that's been very consistent throughout training camp with Debo and Ayuk out. You got those two guys in there. So KB and Pettis would be starting outside. And then you have Trent Taylor, who would come in as the third wide receiver in the slot. And Richie James could kind of back them all up. Uh, but, you know, one of the things about wide receivers with teams in the NFL, Kyle Shanahan can use them. He doesn't have to. <laughs> There's been jokes made about four wide, four tight end sets, things like that. Uh, you could put Jordan Reed, you could put George Kittle, you could put Kyle Uzcheck, you could put guys out there wide. Jeff Wilson, he's split out wide. Raheem Mostert, he's split out wide. Tevin Coleman split out. Jarek McKinnon might be one of the best route runners on the team. So you can get creative. And whenever you have a head coach and an offensive play caller like Kyle Shanahan, you get crazy. Go get crazy, baby. <laughs> uh, those are options you can do. Uh, tight end, we kept four, thank God. I was worried Dwelly wasn't going to make it, but he made it. So George Kittle, uh, Jordan Reed, Charlie Warner, and Roz Dwelly. Now, here's the thing with Jordan Reed. Anytime I talk about him, you have to put the asterisks on there. You don't know if this is a guy that's going to make it the whole season. Uh, he's never done it before. But he's always been the guy. Now he's not the guy. Now he's just a guy. Um, you know, he's he's shown flashes. The athleticism has translated. He's kept that up. Everybody talks about just how smooth of a route runner and his hands are and all those things. But can he sustain a full season with 10 to 15 snaps a game? Maybe 20 snaps a game? Um, I don't think he needs more than that. You send him in there when you want that double-tight passing threat. But outside of that, Charlie Warner, and people have already said he might be the best run blocker on the team, not at the tight end position. He might be the best run blocker 
on the team. You're talking Kyle Juszczyk type uh, run blocking skills already for a rookie. This guy's uh, he showed up. And Roz Dwelly, holy cow, he's uh, Mr. Band-Aid. He should be sponsored by Band-Aid because he just keeps stuff together. When something goes down, you get nicked up, he covers it up. Uh, fullback, tight end, whatever. And again, you know, step back now. You look at the importance of practice squad. You look at the importance of the 49ers practice squad. It's Roz freaking Dwelly. A full year, you kept him there. You move him up. You lose two games last year without Roz Dwelly. You lose two. And that that's that's not even hyperbole. That's just fact. You go back and you look at that Arizona Cardinals game that we won and the Seattle Seahawks game that we won. He helped and had two giant – it might not have been the Seahawks game. Which game? I, I forget which one where Jimmy Garoppolo scrambled up on third down, then threw it to the side. Dwelly caught it and got the extra yards. You lose two games. That's it without Dwelly. Um, so these back-end roster spots – you don't want to rely on them, but you're talking about the NFL. This is a 100% injury league. Ask Jordan Reed. <laughs> Probably shouldn't have said that. That was kind of mean. Uh, but <laughs> the idea is this. We're going to rely on these guys that are on the back end, and we're going to develop guys that make it to the practice squad. Practice squad might be more important this year than ever before. The NFL and the NFL Players Association, I think they understood that. That's why they increased the number from 10 to 12 to 16. Um, and now you got six veterans on there as well. So you've got 10 developmental guys, six veteran guys, um, you know, for immediate impact, 10 guys that you can develop long term. So, again, Roz Dwelly tells us it's not just about the active roster. It's about the guys that are developing and are going to be the future guys of tomorrow for the 49ers. Uh, I love it. Offensive line kept three tackles. Trent Williams. Um, you know, Mike McGlinchey, who's amazing, and School, who's filled in admirably and just looks so much better this year than he did at this point last year. You know, School probably wouldn't have won the job if Sean Coleman would have been healthy last year. Let's just be honest. Uh, but Sean Coleman got hurt. Uh, School stepped up. Daniel Brunskill eventually took over that job from him. Now Brunskill's moved inside. School seems to be the heir apparent. <laughs> He's going to be the swing tackle for a long time, it looks like. Um, and... I think that's okay. Again, you go back to the Super Bowl. Joe Staley missed a series in the Super Bowl. They didn't send in Brunskill. They sent in school. Um, so just kind of take that for what you will. Now, uh, before we jump over to the defensive side, I do have to just step aside for a quick second with another word from our sponsor, my bookie. Love these guys. Here we go. And if you missed our bets, our season-long bets, that was last week on my bookie. Here you go. This is going to walk you through it. Winning seasons return at MyBookie. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning seasons means Survivor, Super Contest, Squares, you name it, they have it at MyBookie. And here's the deal. Whenever you're hitting on all of your parlays with your feet up on the couch, enjoying watching the 49ers win, of course, you get to trounce your rivals, brag about it, and make money. And that's what my bookie brings to us. And I love these guys. They've supported us for a long time. Uh, really do appreciate all they do. So here's the deal. Invest in your intuition. Use promo code 49ers, 49ERS, and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play. 
designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Head over there. They've got live betting on championship futures. You want to put money down on if the 49ers are going to win the Super Bowl, if they're going to win the NFC West, uh, how far they're going to go in the playoffs. All of those things and more are available at mybookie.ag. So it's simple. Make your picks, win big, collect your cash, and again, use promo code 49ers and double your first deposit. Your winning season begins today at mybookie.ag. All right, and again, man, we we bet so but we'll have weekly uh specialties as we lead up to kickoffs and man, it's just a it's a fun thing to do together. Um so if you want to, you can bet as much as a dollar or less or whatever. But, you know, everything that I want to do, and, you know, I've said this in the past, I want to reiterate this. Sponsors, I want it to be about our product. I want it to be funny, and I want it to be engaging. That's what we do. Um, So, let's move to the defensive side. Not as many surprises. Um, The defense is stacked, obviously. There's no doubt about that. Uh, Defensive end, edge guys. You know, I counted four guys there, which, obviously, with our defensive line, People are moved. Eric Armstead is counted as an edge guy. Most of his snaps are on the outside, but he also takes a lot of guys. He's he's probably five technique, three technique would be his best position, but he plays all over. So uh, you're keeping Bosa, Armstead, Ford, and Kerry freaking Hyder, baby. I can't. I, I'm so excited for this guy, man. I I don't know. It, it's it's funny because you have your elite guys, and this was the same thing that was true back when you were coaching. Like you have your studs, and you rely on your studs. But there's something about the health and the energy of a team whenever you get a guy like Kerry Hyder that just works his ass off and just gives all he has. He has no business being where he is. But when he makes a play, everybody goes bananas. Because this guy, I mean, it just it it pushes everybody. Because you can be Bosa or Armstead or Ford, and that's great. You're first round picks, you're amazing, you're talented, whatever else. But whenever you see a guy like this come in, there's probably only going to get seven to ten snaps a game tops. But it just accelerates. It just it gives you something to cheer for, man. And again, you go back to here, here's the deal. I'm going off on a tangent here. Sorry about this, guys. Hopefully you enjoy this. You watch Hard Knocks, which is one of the greatest hours on television, even if it's the Rams, who I hate. Doesn't matter. You fall in love not with the superstars. That's not who you fall in love with. You fall in love with the bubble guys, the guys that are struggling for their livelihood. Those are the guys that we get behind. That's Kerry Hyder, man. I want to buy a damn jersey. I don't think they sell Kerry Hyder jerseys, but if they did, I would buy one. Uh, now, <laughs> watch him watch him get like cut week one or something, but that's okay. Uh, I'm so pumped about this kid, man. I'm so pumped about this kid. And I guarantee you this, uh, whenever he makes his first play, uh, I'm just going to send out like the sh- a shot emoji or something because it's going to be a Chapman special. We're going to be going crazy out there uh, for this guy. Now, interior defensive lineman, uh, Javon Kinlaw, DJ Jones, which it's so great that he got healthy so fast, you know, was out with concussion protocol uh, for two days. I don't know what that was about, but hey, I'm glad he's back. Uh, Solomon Thomas, Kevin Givens. Oh, Kevin Givens, another guy. You know, you talk about practice squad to making a roster and John Lynch could not say enough positive things about this guy and just the steps that he has taken to step up in Contavious Street. There is a lot of depth and I think a lot of potential. You know, if you look at the interior D-line, you've got Kinlaw and DJ, those are your guys, okay? But between Solomon Thomas, Kevin Givens, and Contavious Street, you've got these guys with enormous potential and a lot of strength 
that are in between guys. None of them are clear nose tackles or three techniques or whatever. You just need one. You need one of those guys. Solomon Given Street. You need one to ball out this year. Just one. If you get that, then this defense will take a huge step up. Because again, the only weakness of this defense last year was run game up the interior. Right up the butt. Those A gaps. When DeForest Buckner and somebody besides DJ Jones was in there, it got bad. So you just need one. Just need one. And so keep keep an eye on Solomon Givens and Street. Because if one of those guys step up, holy cow, oh, it's it, the, the edge is going to be just fine. Uh, even with Ronald Blair out, you know, you look at Bosa, Armstead, Ford, there's not a better three edge guys in the NFL on any team than that. There, there's not. That's the best, uh, period. <laughs> just all there is to it. You talk about uh, the Chargers with Bosa and Ingram. Yeah, they're great. Who's their number three guy? It's not D Ford. D Ford should be the number one edge player on any team he's on. He's our number three. He's our number three. Uh, linebackers. Again, Warner is not on the active roster currently. Uh, so technically, it's only um, four. But you got Quan Alexander, Dre Greenlaw. Then you've got Aziz Al Shahar, uh, Mark Nazocha, and Demetrius Flanagan Foles. So that's five. Sorry, I apologize. Counting is hard. Uh, whenever you're not that intelligent. Uh, so we've got five there. Now, I think a big reason why we kept so many with Warner, that's six. Nobody expected us to keep that many, but these are all special teams guys. Aziz, Mark Nazocha, uh, and DFF, those guys will be on every single special teams roster, period. That's all there is to it. They're, they're going to be on every single special teams uh, group, except for probably uh, Extra Point. That's about the only one they won't be on cornerbacks they kept four outside you got uncle sherm Manuel mosley akello witherspoon and verrett um you know personally i wish they would have kept tim harris but they went with the uh, extra linebacker instead that's okay it's whatever now the nickel spot the nickel the slot corner just kwan williams that's it there's nobody else behind him now a big reason while why Kyle Shanahan would not allow people to, especially reporters and people along those lines, to be at practices and to see practices and not answering press conference uh, questions, was this right here. What happens if Kwan Williams goes down at nickel? Because you got to get creative. Yeah, Verrett's played there in the past. You could put him there, but I think it's going to be Jimmy Ward or that four three spot. This is going to be something to watch because. The nickel spot plays about 60%, uh, 70, I think it was 72%, um, man, right, 72 or 74% last year for the 49ers, we were in nickel. So you're playing a lot of snaps. Now, K1 has been lights out for two straight years, and he's one of the most underrated 49ers on this team, and it's not even close. Uh, but what are they going to do if something happens there? Again, this is a 100% injury-related sport, so at some point, Something creative's got to go. Whether you go a three-safety look, which we saw kind of like a dime package, but you keep your two linebackers, you could do that. Um, you know, I, I Personally, what I would do, I'd move Jimmy Ward down to slot, and I'd put Tarvarius Moore as the free, keeping Tart where he is. So that's what I would do. We'll have to see what that looks like. Uh, safety, they kept all four. This was probably, I guarantee you, they got into some arguments on this one, baby, because what do you do with all of these guys? Uh, most teams don't keep four safeties. Uh, it's just, it's not. We kept three last year. You remember Marcel Harris got waived, then brought back. Um, 
He came in the Saints game after the injury happened um, and struggled big time with Tart out. But then the last two games were he was freaking awesome. You go back and you watch that Ravens game. He had one blown coverage. Um, he had one of the most impactful games in that Ravens game. Uh, he was awesome. And then our three special teams, guys, got to give a shout-out to the special teams. Robbie Gold, back at it again, Grandpa himself. Mitch Wisnowski, the meanest punter in the NFL. Hopefully he makes a huge step up. And Kyle Nelson, which, you know, you look at kind of the difference that the special teams field goal unit made last year um, was huge once Kyle Nelson showed up. It was atrocious for the first probably seven weeks. And then once everybody got healthy, it was lights out from there on out. Uh, just exceptional from there on out. I know that's one of my words. I'm not allowed to say except exceptional. So um, awesome. So that's my – I just got through my script, guys. That's six pages. Six pages done. All right. I love it. Now let's get to some questions. So uh, we'll be scrolling through uh, just – answering different types of questions you have what's up nick he asked john who is the biggest surprise cut and addition man i i want to say to michael hasty but with nobody getting injured at the running back position and again golly where have we been guys do you remember the year we lost four running backs before week one <laughs> that happened <laughs> that happened a year ago do you remember when alfred freaking morris led the team in carries week one under the kyle shanahan regime man look how far we've come look at us it's, it's that um the the gif with uh what's his name where it's just like look at us look at us now man we've made it so yeah jamichael hasty hurts man i ain't gonna lie um but whenever you look at what was ahead of him, you knew the path it would have to take for him to make it. And that path just never set its situation up. Everybody's healthy at the running back position. It doesn't make sense. Um, let's see here. Do you think we sign another starter before week one? Absolutely not. Uh, if you were going to do that, you would have done so and got some practice in there unless it's somebody you're familiar with. You know, you even talk about Mohamed Sunu, who was cut from um, – the Patriots, they traded a second rounder right before we got Emmanuel Mosley. And we were trying to go after Mohamed Sanu as well. They overpaid. They got him. Didn't translate. We spent a three and a four and got a fifth back to get, um, you know, Emmanuel Sanders. That played out perfectly for us. And we're going to get a comp pick back. So that was exceptional. New England got hosed. By the Falcons in that. They got ripped off. It just did not work out at all. Um, now, here we go. Tennessee did just sign Jadavian Clowney. That's best case scenario for the 49ers because, one, Seattle missed out on everything. They don't even get a compensation pick for him now because it's past the signing date. So uh, because he didn't sign with another team early, Seattle doesn't get a compensation pick for him. So that's hilarious. Two, he didn't sign with Seattle, which has probably one of the weakest edge rusher group in the entire NFL. Um, so that group got worse. He didn't go to the Saints, who were trying to get him as well, uh, who, again, I've talked about have a very deep roster. Probably them and the 49ers have the deepest um, for sure. Now, having said all those things, like here, here's the deal. Him going to the AFC is great. Uh, Jadavion Cloudy had his best game of his entire career against us. I, I don't respect him too much as a player. I'm not really worried about him, but he is a decent run-blocking defensive end, so I'm glad we don't have to play him, and I'm glad he's out of our division. So I think that's great. Um, AJ, 
We are hurting at center. Any names released today from other teams who might be a good fit? You know, I've gone through a lot of the names. Center position does not get a lot of turnover. Um, it really, really doesn't. Teams don't mind keeping three centers because if you can play center, you can play guard. Um, so I have not seen anything yet. Um, I'd have to go through and look again. Appreciate the question, AJ. But no, I don't, I don't think that there is. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Anything out there? I think that the answer is Grasu once he clears everything that's kind of gone. Um, yeah, Drew, I saw this one. Uh, this hurt my draft rankings. Uh, Arizona released Hakeem Butler, who I liked. I had a second-round grade on him. Yeah, I think he fell to the fourth or fifth round. They went ahead and moved on. I didn't think he was a good fit in that system at all. But, yeah, he's got some major issues. And if you go back to his film at Iowa State, which was an absolute blast. You know, I'm a Big 12 guy being a Longhorn. Um, I, I've watched this guy play all the way back from high school. But the idea is this. He wasn't a great route runner. Uh, he never got separation. He was just a jump ball specialist. And, you know, I think that there are some guys in this draft that are very, very similar. He's kind of a poor man's uh, T. Higgins. So he'll get picked up probably somewhere. He'll be on somebody's practice squad. I don't think that he fits exactly what Kyle Shanahan wants. Um, so I don't think that this will be the spot for him. Uh, I would much rather have Juwan Jennings on our practice squad than Hakeem Butler. But somebody's got to pick him up. Uh, I mean, he's just too big, too fast. <laughs> you just got to throw him up. It's just what it is. So here we go. Just a couple more questions before we jump off here. D. Ford and Tom Compton just said that they had their contracts renegotiated to save up cap space. Yeah, Tom Compton, somebody that I wanted to talk about too. He took a huge pay cut. To, they were gonna, They were going to release him. And so, man, you go back one week. <laughs> You're talking... You know, you go back to the nickel position. Jamar Taylor getting first-team reps at nickel. Tom Copton getting first-team reps at right guard. You've got Grasso getting switching first-team reps at center with Brunskill. Well, guess what? Jamar Taylor, he gets cut. You go ahead and cut Grasso, and then you tell Tom Compton, hey, we got to free up some space, so you need to take less money or we're going to let you go. He goes from 215 million this year to 105 
uh, 1.05 million. So he he created an extra 1 million cap space right there. And so, you know, I love that. Yeah, he was unselfish and all those things. That's great. You know, I want every player to make as much money as possible. It's not my money, but the the salary cap is always an issue because you could say the salary cap's a myth, but just look at the NFC West. How the Rams doing right now? <laughs> because they're not doing very, very well. Um, they're not doing well at all. So it, it's it's kind of interesting. You can move some stuff around and be smart. If you have a financial guy like Parag Morante, a lot of teams don't have that. And so it's it's kind of what it is. I see the bye-bye hasty. You guys, oh, the hasty things, man. You guys are hurting me. <laughs> I love it, though. I love it. So, man, that's going to kind of do it for us today. And I just want to say thank you. This has been awesome. I love the involvement. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of people online through all the different formats. You guys are incredible. Uh, I can't leave here on a hasty hate list, man. Come on, guys. We got to get this guy back. So just want to say thank you. As always, please rate, review, subscribe, wherever it is. Uh, love you guys. You are incredible. We're going to have a lot more coming out now. I do have to say this. I am moving uh, currently. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to hit record, uh, stop on this. I'm going to go to packing. So we are moving. Uh, should have everything done by Monday. We will be back Tuesday. So it's going to be a little bit longer break than normal. But uh, once the internet is turned on at the new house, trust me, uh, this is going to be a great thing. I'll be able to record more often. So just hang with me. Uh, we'll be doing Tuesday our full-on practice squad, focusing on the set, uh, 16 players that we get and what that looks like. And then we'll start after that. Looking forward to week one, baby. We're so close. We are so close. You guys are incredible. As always, stay strong, faithful.